Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Life and death come with the power of the tongue. And what happens is if the enemy can get you convinced to not prophesy, there's a lot of things that are not gonna happen in your life. We need to be a church that we're gonna send arrows out before us. We're gonna prophesy things into existence because that's what the Bible tells us we need to be doing. If it makes you feel better not to, that's on you and you're still gonna go to heaven if you believe in Jesus. But I grew up that way and I didn't see a lot of radical miracles. But when I go through, my greatest moment is when I go through the book of miracles and I get to take something out and now it's a praise. It went in as a problem. It went in as a prayer request. We declared it a miracle in Jesus' name and they were healed. That marriage was restored. That addiction was broken. And when you create space for God to move, how many know he will move? But you have to start believing and do it. Listen, I could say all day long, I want six pack. I mean, I kind of do. I mean, Pastor John Hammer, I want the Hammer Hydrix six pack. But you know, I got to go put the work in. And I don't just do it once and look down and be disappointed and quit working out. You put the reps in. You build the muscle of faith. You declare a thing. You keep declaring it. You keep prophesying. You keep believing. You keep flexing so God can move in your life. Christians give up so easy. We got to build some resilience on the inside of us. There is a war for our country. We live in a fallen, sinful world. And it's going to take bold Christians with courage on the inside to not be ashamed and prophesy. And you'll all have a weak moment. I remember God saying that I was believing for this house. And I was having a down moment when my banker, everybody else said, there's no way it's gonna work out. You gotta throw in the towel. Pastor Jurgen called me on a Sunday night. And he said, I felt the Lord just, hey, call, what's going on, man? I was like, oh man, bad news, blah, blah, I'm probably not gonna get it. And he goes, I cancel that. And I prophesy right now, I break every agreement. He prophesied over my life. I felt courage come on the inside of me. I felt the spirit of the Lord rise up and I got up and started praying. Where I was feeling defeated, I got up and started praying till I felt victory come back in my spirit. And the next day, I called my banker and I said, listen, man, I don't care what they said, you find a way. I'm battling for this house, I'm battling for this home. I didn't blab it and grab it. I put the work in, I put the prayer in, I fasted, I took communion every night, I got into agreement with my wife, and guess what, I'm living in that miracle now, and if I didn't have a prophetic word to hold on to, I wouldn't be in that house right now. But God built that muscle over reps of my first house, my second house, they were all God stories. This is just the most radical one that messes up people's theology. But we're here 
to be a radical church to mess up your theology. Because I want you to know if you believe in Jesus, you're gonna lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. You're gonna prophesy over things and you're gonna see them come to pass. I want you to be encouraged by that. Mr. Cannon, get down here real quick. I'm just gonna use you as an example real quick. And then I'm gonna bring up my beautiful bride. We're gonna bring him down here. Thanks for being bold. I mean, I just put you on the spot like this. Come on, give it up. I mean, he's like, what are you doing? Always be ready in church, people. Pastor Jesse, step up here. I want you to, this is what a prophecy shirt looks like. If you want a prophetic word, go get something like this made. He's getting a word tonight, no matter what. He's like, I want a word. Am I, how bad do you want it? I'm wearing my prophecy shirt tonight. It's yours now. All right. So I'm going to give you one in just a minute. But last week, if you guys were here, we are in the middle of service or whatever, and I just stopped and gave him a word. And the truth is, you can ask my wife, I really rarely, I don't even know what I'm saying. I don't know what I said later. And thank goodness for great people that always record it. Because when the word of the Lord comes, you just got to get out of the way. And the better that you get educated mind out of the way and let innate take over, let God speak through you. That's, that's when God starts to operate with the gifting on the inside of you. So when I feel that, that thing in my stomach, and it's different for every one of you. I got this little thing that happens. I get tightness right here. And it happens on two things. And it's always the Holy Spirit. It's when I'm gonna exaggerate or tell a fib. I feel the, Holy, I feel the tightness. And then I check myself and I go, am I about to exaggerate or am I lying? Babe, that's not very nice. I heard that. So I check myself before I wreck myself. Or when I'm up here or I'm preaching, I will feel that same feeling. I know that's the Holy Spirit. I have two choices. I can be obedient and start looking out to see who God highlights. Or I can get nervous, scared, and cared what you think about me. But guess what? I'll stand before the Lord one day. I'm standing before you now. But I will stand before the ultimate judge one day. And I need him to know, like, fear of the Lord's a real thing. And I want to be obedient. I feel that not, I listen. I listen. I lean in. And I had a word. I delivered it. Still don't know what it was. But maybe you can just tell us what happened the next day or what the word was or what happened. But it was a prophetic word. I saw something in the Spirit. And sometimes I have no idea. Sometimes just taking the first step. And then what happens, like Peter, you can take the first step on water, which is impossible, and then you can either look down at the size of the waves in the storm and fold like a deck chair, or you could just keep focused on Jesus and keep delivering, keep stepping, keep walking. But we got to learn to keep walking, keep trusting, have faith. So what happened? So um, he gave us a word of breakthrough, and we have been stalled in the county for about seven months trying to build our house, and... Um, I got the word and it kind of like went in one ear and out the other in a way because it's been a long road. It's been a really long road. And um, so we went to the county that next day. We actually had a meeting with the engineer that had to sign off on our plans. Did I know that? No, you did not know that, right? But um, we went in there and he signed off on plans just out of nowhere, he just signed off. And then today, the, uh, the inspector that wouldn't sign off on our property, 
didn't show up. Another guy showed up. And that guy's like, I don't know why I'm here, but I'm here to check your plans. And he called the guy that was supposed to show up and said, hey, why am I here? I don't understand why I'm here for a plumbing inspection when the house looks like it's built, but I couldn't get a permit. And he's like, well, they kind of did some things out of order and they don't have their plans right and all this stuff. And I'm like, I got stamped plans. They're right here. Where are you? And he said, well, just sign it off. And so I've got plan, I've got stamp plans, I got my permit, and I'm finishing because he was obedient to God. And spoke a word, he had no idea what he was saying, and truth was there. And I'm telling you guys, I had to, I had to, I texted Dr. Matt the next day and I told him what had happened because I wanted him to know his obedience to God paid off in my life, in my wife's life, in my kids' lives. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. I want you to know, it doesn't get easier to step out in faith. I have a cold plunge. It never gets easier to get in that dumb bath. But you know what? When you feel it, when you know it, when you hear the Lord's voice, exercising that, you just don't start listening to the noise. You shut up the chatterbox in your mind, which is the devil trying to convince you to not give that word. But if you know how much it means, miracles can happen if you send that word out. You send that word out. You keep sending it out in faith. And now I'm gonna bring up my beautiful bride to give you the biblical references. You can all take a seat and she's gonna prophesy because she has the gift of prophecy in her life. Thanks, babe. No pressure. No pressure. Oh my gosh. No pressure. That was incredible. Praise God. Well, I can honestly say that the prophetic and flowing in this gift has changed my life. And I came into our church really lost and broken and not really knowing what I was gonna do with my life. And through a series of prophetic words, finally could see God's plan. And that's really the desire, you know, prophetic is a safe place. And it, it is very upsetting when churches don't teach about it rightly. And you can see how the prophetic can edify. You can see how the prophetic can comfort and you can see how the prophetic can bring encouragement. And that's the goal. You know, we aren't Holy Spirit Junior walking around calling people out on their ish and letting everybody know. We're here to edify you through the Holy Spirit. And I read an interesting scripture today in our daily reading, Pastor Samuel, which I'm loving. Who's loving the Awaken Yearly Bible? Matthew 12, 32, it says this, anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, dun, 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 it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the age to come. And that is uh, very sobering. How we speak about the Holy Spirit, how we access the gifts of the Spirit, how, how churches portray the Holy Spirit. And I got saved in our church, so I have a very healthy aspect and perspective of the Holy Spirit. Whereas you could see the difference between my husband and I coming into our church. I had a clean slate, even though I was 
didn't necessarily have a clean slate, but I had a blank slate, I guess, in the area of church. And I was easily filled with the Holy Spirit. Like the first time I got prayed, prayed for, I was speaking in tongues. And then the second time I was walking towards a guest speaker, Tim Hall, and he was probably at the end of the stage and I was like right here. And I literally just fell out under the Spirit. And, and my husband wouldn't be ashamed if I told you that it took him a little, a little bit longer to receive the Holy Spirit because of all the things he had been taught about the Holy Spirit. And so if you're here tonight and, and you aren't familiar with operating the gifts, I hope you are if you've been in our church for more than like three weeks, like January is Holy Spirit month. <laughs> so by now you should be. Um, but if not, make this your night. Make this your night to ask God, to get clarification for yourself. And actually the Bible says this, it, this was also um, very shocking to me, that it says in 1 John 2, 27, as for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you and you do not need anyone to teach you. The Holy Spirit can teach you about the Holy Spirit. God can teach you about the Holy Spirit. You don't need us to teach you about the Holy Spirit, but we're humans. And I'm a type personality, so I want to understand the Holy Spirit as much as I possibly can. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. How amazing is that? That we can access the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit can teach us. And it's almost just like my husband talked about, stepping out in faith each time. And so... The Holy Spirit likes to talk to me in the middle of the night and I like sleep. So I know it's God, it's not the devil. Sometimes we can blame the devil for things, but it's not the devil. But he was speaking to me on Monday night in particular from 1.30 to 2.30 in the morning. You're welcome, all of you. My aura ring told me. Um, and I have a few words tonight and I haven't identified who they're for. <laughs> but I'm going to. And actually, Louie, can you stand to your feet? Louie Rydell. Yuri Dell. I'm, I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name. Yuri Dell. You're amazing. And God didn't give me this word the other night. Actually, he's giving to me right now. He highlighted you just during that last worship song. And my question to you is, knowing that you own a gym and you're very in shape, how do you get stronger? How do you grow muscle? Do you know, you know the answer? No, it's a real question. And resistance, repetition, resistance. So God was showing me that the resistance that you've been undertaking, that you've been coming against, oftentimes can feel like it's coming from the enemy or from evil places and wrong places and some of it is, but actually that God is preparing you for something much bigger than you even know right now and an authority and a voice that's much larger than you possibly could imagine. And that you're uniquely placed in a position now where you've been fighting the right fights and saying the, the right things and good things in those fights in the battle but that there's been resistance and resistance and resistance. And I see that God is only making you stronger to fight bigger battles that actually will take, 
it'll feel like less strength. It'll take more strength. It'll take more courage. It'll take resistance to grow that, but that it won't feel like it. It won't feel like it. And my trainer the other day said, you'll be able to increase your weight, but you won't even, it won't feel like you are because you'll be stronger. And that's the word for you, is that when these bigger battles come, that your strength will carry you through those battles because of the resistance that you're facing now. Amen. I want anyone here to stand to their feet if they are feeling they need peace. Peace around any situation, circumstance in general, peace. Funnily enough, my word for the year is actually peace. And I am telling you, it takes a lot to remain in a state of peace. And God was really showing me that peace is not necessarily a feeling so much as it is a state of mind. And so when things come and storms come and waves come and situations come and battles come, we, our peace might be shaken and we might feel off, we might feel out of peace, but the peace of God can still remain in us and we can still gain access to it. And that I, you and I actually have more control over our peace than God does. And I know that sounds really weird, but because God's given us peace through the Holy Spirit, these are fruits of the Spirit that we access and we automatically have them once we're filled with the Holy Spirit. We have peace in us, but our peace can definitely be shaken. And if your peace is shaken right now, I wanna prophesy over that. And I wanna tell you that you can gain control over your peace. And I, I prophesy that there is supernatural peace that surpasses understanding. And what I mean by that is your peace is thrown off and you look at the reason why and it fully makes sense. It's understandable. It's understandable why I'm shaking right now because this, 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 everything's off my, I need this, I need that. And you understand, but it's peace that surpasses your understanding. So I don't care what circumstance, I don't care what storm, I don't care what thing you're facing, you can access the peace of God through the Holy Spirit. And so right now in this moment, I claim that there would be a physical shift in minds and bodies for supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding. I come against the lie of the enemy and anxiety and fear. I uproot the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that you cover each and every person who has boldly stood to their feet right now. And that the wind and the waves and the noise and the story that they've told themselves is canceled and bound in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that there is peace, that all things, all things work together for good for those that love the Lord and are called according to his purposes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, come on. A couple more here, so. Let me see, actually. I have the word, I just don't have the person. But God's gonna give me the person who it's for. I saw someone actually highlighted earlier over here. A blonde, pretty girl with curled blonde hair. <gasps> there you are. Bl uh, black shirt, yes, you're looking around, it's you. 
So the word that God is telling me to give you tonight is that there's an open circle and it's almost like you're waiting for a completion or to hear something that will make you feel like something, a circle is closed. And God wanted me to tell you that he's actually closing that circle and you don't have to worry about it. And we hear a lot, we're gonna circle back or we're gonna close the loop on that. Well, outside of your efforts and outside of you trying to make it happen, God is closing that circle, that it is complete, fulfilled in Jesus' name. Keep them coming. Don't worry, I have a, a couple more group ones and a couple of more per, personal ones. This one's funny. This came to me in a dream and now I have to decide who it's for. <laughs> the gentleman there in the gray shirt, dark hair, you, you looked behind you. There's a blue, yeah, hi. What's your name? Wilkins, that is a cool name. I love it. Well, this is the word, it's kind of funny. And you look like you have some muscles too, so it might be kind of even more. I wanna say it right, let me look at my notes. Okay, so I saw in my dream that God gave you a meal, like, and this could be, this could represent anything, like God gave you something and, and you were happy about it. But then that wasn't it. I literally saw in my dream that it wasn't you in my dream, but the person ate the meal in my dream and then God literally brought a huge meal and set it in front of you. And to, to tell you that is that there is no capacity on what God can do. That if you think what you have now and what God's done in your life now is it, oh no, eat it up, it's awesome. But there's more, there's like four times that much. And when you, amen, and when you continue to seek God and continue to serve His house, you will just see that those capacities that may have been limiting beliefs over your own life that you've grown up with, that, you, that have been spoken over you, you will continually see those busts and God will continually bring in you new feasts that you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is my life. Amen? Wilkins. If anyone has a baby anytime soon, you should name that child Wilkins. That's a cool name. Okay, anyone here, I wanted to, I wanted to prophesy into this area because I know for my own life, it has made such a difference and such a drastic shift in the way that I thought about myself, think about myself. And my, my husband and I used to go to these conferences in Australia and before our church was really anything, we were like a hundred people meeting in a Marriott. And they, Pastor Jurgen and Leanne would bring us so that we'd be inspired to see what the future could look like for our church in San Diego. And they would always do an altar call or a response moment for anyone who felt ministry on their life and felt that God was pulling them towards ministry, but they weren't sure. And I cannot tell you how many times I stood up for that altar call. And that, that, that's me, that's me, God. But then in those moments of feeling frustrated that things weren't happening as fast as I thought it should, because I had it all planned out. 
And that's really what I want to press on tonight. And I don't want anyone to feel ashamed or embarrassed to stand for this. But if you feel ministry on you and specifically feel like it should have happened yesterday, and whatever your definition of ministry is, like, I don't care. I had this definition that was like full-time, doing what I'm doing now. And then for some people, it's, I just wanna get better at getting people saved. And I wanna be a better influence and evangelist in my workplace. So for some people, it looks different than others. But if that's you, I want you to stand to your feet. Come on, so wonderful. I love it. Take notes, Pastor Alex. Awaken you. (laughs) Well, the first thing is first is make sure at men and women's prayer. That wasn't a prophetic word. That's just a very high suggestion. But oftentimes, and I'm actually passing this prophetic word uh, along to you all that I received. And it was that there's no ceiling in the kingdom. And because I would get stuck in my own head because it didn't happen the way I planned it to happen. It was a no, and it wasn't a not yet. And the whole time for 10 years, it was a not yet. And then it be, and then, but I would read a not yet as a no. And so I'm well aware that there's probably many of you here that might be thinking that. And every time I got ministered to, I was refreshed and reminded of this, that there is no ceiling in God's kingdom. There is no, there's no ceiling to what God wants to do in our city, in our country, in our world. We need ministers, we need Jesus following Christians. We need people to disciple people. Everyone, everyone standing is needed for the kingdom. Everyone standing, everyone in this room <laughs> actually is called to ministry in some capacity. So I thank you, Lord, for every person that you would close the gap of discouragement. I come against the lie from the enemy and I want to instill hope in every person standing here today that it is not a no, it's not, it's not a no, it's, it's a not yet. In perfect timing, in a perfect season, that God has ordained and placed every person in this church for a reason. And I thank you, Lord, that we could be great disciples and great disciple makers. And that for every person here, there's encouragement. That it is your will that if we have a desire to build the kingdom, that you would make those things come to pass. And for every person here, find their unique unique calling in the kingdom to build his kingdom, to build the church and to get people saved, discipled and set free in our world for such a time as this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Am I out of time? (laughs) Okay, one more. This one's pretty quick, pretty quick. Um, Because it's so specific. The Lord was talking to me about 21 days. And I don't wanna only prophesy this over one person because I'm a pastor and I'll feel bad for the other 699 of you that don't get to receive the word. (laughs) But I have to pick someone. Okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna gonna pick someone that it's for. And then if you wanna receive that word for yourself, you absolutely can do that. How many times my husband and I are like, I like that word, I'm taking that. So you can do that. And I see a lady in a pink shirt. Are you with the man sitting next to you? Yeah. Together? Married? Awesome. You have kids? You'll like this word. Okay. 
It really is simple. 21 days of financial breakthrough that you've been praying for. Financial breakthrough that you've been toiling over, praying for, needing and wanting. In Jesus' name. And all 700 people said, amen. Awesome. Oh, man. How good is my wife? She makes it look easy. Now I want to give you some bones real quick. I'm going to give you some bones. But I need every one of you to get some boldness to start prophesying. I want you to trust the Lord. I want you to seek this. I want you to get quiet. I want you, Lord, what do I have? Mike Maiden says, because he sits in the office of a prophet, that he will just say, hey, who do you want me to prophesy over? And all he has to do is start to edify that person and the word will come. But he sits in that seat. There's nine gifts. Once you receive the Holy Spirit, you're praying in tongues, you're, you're gonna operate maybe really strongly in one gift. But God will give you all of them. And as you exercise them, you will strengthen them. You know, it's amazing that I used to say, oh, my wife's the prophetic gifting, but the more that I operate in them, I will walk by and get words for people now. I will just stop. They are keys that God gives you to unlock their spirit. Prophecy is a ministry of the Holy Spirit. I wanna read this verse, it's 1 Corinthians 12, 10. To one another, the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Paul tells us, for the manifestation of the spirit is given to every person to profit thereby. I want you to know that every person includes you, every one of us. Don't be afraid to be included in the you prophecy. You want to desire, and Paul's talking about this. He says, follow after love and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. To desire in this verse means to lust after, to passionately desire this gift. In Genesis, start out, man, he's teaching Adam before he gave him a bride. He's saying, you're going to name every one of these animals. Whatever you call this animal, it will be become. And then he gets a bride. We gotta understand what we're operating with. The devil wants you to prophesy your day. Wants you to talk about like, man, I don't have any money. When am I gonna get married? The negativity that's coming off your lips becomes a curse over your own life. The devil planted a seed and he left a long time ago, but you keep cursing your own life. We gotta break that curse. We gotta break that curse. I saw a young lady in a hat up here stand. Uh, that young lady up here in the gray hat? I'm not sure. I just saw you stand for ministry. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. Oh, that's Dorothy. I did not know that at the time. Oh, Lord. Let's praise the Lord, buddy. Praise the Lord. Security, get around them. Let's prophesy. Power of God, touch them. Fire, fire tonight. No, I love it, man. That's amazing. But now that I know, I mean, this makes way more sense. I'm like, oh, someone just stood for ministry. Hilarious how the Holy Spirit works. Hi, Dorothy. Welcome back. Listen, 
Well, I mean, this makes sense now. I saw you in, bunch, in front of a bunch of people and I thought it was a work thing because you were in front of a ton of people. And you were meant to be doing your thing, which I thought was a work thing when I saw the look. I just saw you in front of a ton of people and you were doing this thing. And in the middle of you doing what you thought was your calling, you stopped and literally shared a testimony. And I saw thousands of people giving their life to the Lord. And it makes sense now. But God has given you a thing to hear that isn't Christianese and don't get Christianese on us because you will be doing your thing and you were called to do that thing. But in that thing, you gotta let room, let God interrupt you to do his thing. And the more that you can honor his thing while you're doing your thing, he's gonna put a touch of God on it and thousands of people are gonna get saved because of that thing because you're honoring that thing using your gift of the thing. That is a ministry, Dorothy, and walk in that thing. And congrats on getting signed to Rock Nation. That was pretty awesome. Go bring him the real rock. Jesus, come on. I want you to know God's heart is always for restoration, redemption, and renewal. It's the three R's. So while you prophesy, know that it's God's ability to restore in a prophetic word, to redeem in a prophetic word, to renew something in a prophetic word. If it doesn't edify your spirit and honor the word of God, it's not a prophetic word. But some of you need to get out there and practice and do it. And I need some of you to receive that and you need to take the meat, spit out the bones. Make room for that gift to get stronger. Don't throw the whole word out because they're working it out. We're all working it out. But I'm telling you, if we can learn how to have discernment, be like, I want, I want that word. But know that it's gonna restore, redeem, and renew. That's what God always does. The three elements of a, a prophetic word is noted in 1 Corinthians 14, three, write it down. 1 Corinthians, what? Thank you. For edification, for exhortation, and to bring comfort. To edify means build up, such as building up one's faith to strengthen one's relationship and walk with God. I was faithful and delivered a word to a man and you heard his testimony. You think it edified him in the moment? That's what God does. The Apostle Paul tells us when Christians build up one another, this increases the body of Christ unto the edifying of itself in love. That's Ephesians 4.16. We should seek to lift up those around us to bring support and build them up as members of the family of God. We've had to get good in this church, having the governor that we have, we gotta edify one another. Because dear Lord, I'm not leaving California and I need a prophetic word to stay. But when God edifies, the resurrection power of the Spirit lifts the person up into Christ. Faith is renewed and courage that builds up a person in Christ starts to happen. That's a prophetic word that edifies. Exhortation is a ministry of the Spirit that emboldens and brings courage to the life of the believer. It means to strongly encourage, to give counsel from the wisdom of God that comes from above, James 3, 17. I want you to know why important this is. We need words of encouragement in our life 
During a major storm, Paul received encouragement from an angel. He addressed the ship's captain and crew, stating, and I exhort you to be of good cheer. There shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but only the ship. That happened in the book of Action, Acts 27, 22. And number three is the comfort. It means lighten one's burden to console the easing of one's grief or discomfort. We're not talking about human comfort, sympathy or compassion or understanding, but a ministry of the spirit. The God of comfort brings healing, brings freedom and removes all constraints, break the chains. His comfort breaks the stronghold of fear, discouragement and brings peace like my wife was saying, and that's noted in 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. Blessed be God, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort that we ourselves are comforted of God. I'm gonna tell you something. Let's be a church that knows how to exhort, to build courage in one another, to build up. Let's know what it means. These are divine virtues of exhortation, edification, and comfort flow through the ministry of the Father's love. For the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit given to us, Romans 5, 5. And what I wanna do as we land the plane here is I want to activate prophetic grace over your life. I saw this at a conference and it was one of the most radical things I've seen. I want us to be activated as a church to be able to operate in this. Some of you aren't quite sure, but as we activate, something's gonna hit your spirit and it's gonna come alive. Then I'm gonna ask Pastor Samuel to come up and lead an altar call that if your life's not right with Jesus, or you don't have a relationship with Jesus, that you encounter him tonight so you know what that grace is. And as you encounter him, then listen, receive all those gifts of the Holy Spirit. But I want us all to stand to our feet. This is how we activate prophetic grace is to move in the gift of prophecy. Jesus said, everyone who earnestly desires that ask him shall receive. That's Matthew 7, 7. You guys want to pick it up one more time? Don't be afraid. He says, everyone who? Who earnestly desires that ask him shall receive. So we're gonna earnestly desire and ask him right now and you shall receive this gift. How many of you with me today? Some of you, some of you, God's gonna highlight some names on your heart. Maybe you have a son or daughter and you're gonna call them up on the way out of here and you're gonna give them a prophetic word. Not from your mom, not from your dad, from the Lord Almighty. You're gonna edify them. You're gonna speak life into them. Some of you, maybe it's a coworker. God's gonna highlight when you get in your car on the way home. You might not know their number, but you're gonna see them tomorrow and I need you to speak life into them. I need you to prophesy into them. I need us church to activate this gift because there's a world in chaos, a world confused. Kids that are taking their life every day because they're confused. But when you speak the word of God, stuff's gonna break off their life. That spirit of confusion is done. Let's say this right now, ready? Heavenly Father, we thank you that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. We ask tonight for the Holy Spirit 
to impart, to activate, and release to me the gift of prophecy. It is my earnest desire to operate in this gift that others may know your thoughts, hear your heart, and know your love. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Everybody said amen. Come on, let's activate those gifts. Give them a praise. Give them a shout of praise. Come on. And before I hand this mic over, which is super important, angels celebrating in heaven, I'm prophesying over my man, Jesse Sullivan, one of the most faithful generals in our church. We wouldn't be where we are today. This man served for our military, retired from our military to serve the kingdom of God and his military. He has been faithful. He's an armor bearer. But Jesse, I see as God has taken you from mountaintop to mountaintop to mountaintop, where he's taking you next, you'll be the greatest asset to this church. God says, can you let me shape you to something different than you see that can help be an armor bearer to Pastor Jurgen to do things you've been thinking in one lane and God's still gonna use you in that lane, but God is gonna multiply for you to see things. You're a seer, you're a visionary, you are a man of bold faith that other people do not have or cannot conceive. And God is gonna put you in a position to operate in every gift that you've honed over the years, but it will be able to take more territory, to take more ground at an accelerated pace. It will look different than you were thinking and it might be a side blind. What, Lord? What are you doing with me? Trust me, says the Lord. You've trusted me in everything I've given you. You've been a faithful steward. You have multiplied the talents as I've asked you to do. And because of your faithfulness, says the Lord, I will increase you of influence and stature among kings and in rooms that no other people have gotten into. You will manage and accelerate the wealth of the church, the territory taking of the church, and steward what God has given you and the men and women of this house has given you to steward well. God, I thank you right now for our friend, our brother, our armor bearer, and I thank you for this next season. What God did in this many years of the church, because you've been at the church since day one, you said yes to folding papers, to hand out pamphlets, and you didn't even know Pastor Jurgen. but because of your faithfulness, God knows he can trust you and use you. You're a man of integrity, and because of that, you've been tested and tried, and you are true. And so get ready for the most radical ride of your life. What he's done in 18 years, it will multiply tenfold in half that time, says the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already, and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.